1: So now this isn't a fully formed idea, but just go with me for a second. Okay. It's funny to have a story about an inspiring teacher who just can't inspire anyone at his school. Like he keeps trying to reach through to everybody. Everyone hates him. <laughs> <laughs> you always see when it's like the one teacher is really bringing along and finding and, and finding the little spark of joy in someone's life and making them and getting them into college. But is that... It's a prime time for that to be satirised, I think
0: Are you, you know, putting your hand up? Are you going to write a screenplay about that?
1: Well, maybe I need to live it Maybe I need to go not inspire some people And <laughs> see how that goes
0: <laughs>
1: Hello there, welcome to I, Only Like You, and Movies My name's Lonnie, I'm here with Sine
0: Hello How are you doing? Good, how are you?
1: Not too bad We've fully into Oscar season. I feel like all we've done recently is watch Oscar films.
0: I know. That's pretty, okay. I'm pretty sure this will come out after the Oscars. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> very timely um, with our commentary.
1: Yeah, definitely. But we, you know, it's a weekly show. Everybody, week. back off, you know. Um, and we'll get back to other things. Like it's sort of how the other seasons go. Oscar season. Then we have like Netflix season, footy season, Sinead Up in Space season. It's all really happening, you know.
0: I mean, I don't think we've ever reviewed footy.
1: I mean, time to start, isn't it? <laughs> I've done this pod for a few years. got to try and mix things up. Uh, Coda is the film today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to make a joke today about how... Um, you know they make that joke all the time on Twitter about watching um, the film How Spielberg Intended and it's on, like, the Shrek TV or, like... Oh, yeah. You know, Nolan wanted us to watch Interstellar on my Wii or my on my phone or something. Mm-hmm. And I was going to make a joke about that because I watched this on my phone because it was on Apple. But I was like, oh, they they probably want me to use my Apple phone to watch this Apple movie, don't they? They probably actually do, yeah. Intentional. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because of the way I've got it set up, my my TV can't take Apple things. So Everything I need, luckily I've got a new phone, which is kind of big, and I just bring it close to my face. It's like having a big screen TV, you know?
0: What more do you want, you know?
1: Exactly right. Uh, What is Coda about, Sinead?
0: It is a coming-of-age film Mm -hmm. about the child of... Two deaf parents and a deaf brother. So she's the only one in her family who can hear. Mm-hmm. Um, CODA is an acronym mm-hmm. for Child of Deaf Adults. And Ruby is her name and she wants to sing. She's in high school. She's about to leave high school for college and she really likes singing. And she's got a teacher named Bernardo, which... <laughs> Is amazing because he says that you can't call him that unless you can roll your eyes. So I'm pleased to know, whew, proved it to myself. I can do it. I can call him that. Always um, well, use
1: a voice training really <laughs> today, huh? nice to know.
0: He believes in her, and they have this nice thing of her realizing that she wants to sing and go to mm. Juilliard or Berkeley or some mm. music college, essentially. Berkeley. Sorry,
1: <laughs> it is named in the film.
0: It is. Yes, that's correct.
1: <laughs> yes, but it's one of the classic film plots, isn't it? That she has deaf parents but then she can really sing and how how is she going to sort of um, toe that line between the world she grew up in and then going off to be her own person. It's a remake of a French film, which I didn't know going in.
0: No, I didn't know that either. And there,
1: there's a bit of talk about this, not particularly for this film, but just in general. It's like, should Hollywood just remake any good film from um, from Europe or elsewhere? I mean... I see the point, like I want to just watch, watch the original, but this was really well done and it, and it goes to a wider audience and obviously it's connecting with people because it's been nominated for a bunch of Oscars and is mm. doing quite well.
0: Well, that's the thing, like my, my automatic reaction would be stop remaking things mm-hmm. um, and stop dubbing things and just watch things in the language and the time that they were meant to be watched. Mm-hmm. However, I wouldn't have heard of that French film had this film not been made. And maybe yeah. that's a personal thing. Maybe we need to take more responsibility for widening our horizons with what we watch. Sure. But th- there are pros and cons, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, there's no perfect way. And it's like, if it's a good remake, everyone loves it. If it's a bad remake, everyone's like, well, stop remaking yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or when it's something like Squid Game, which I think was popular because of its original, in its original context, if that was remade in five years in America, it would be like, what's the point? Everyone saw it already. So. Yeah, it's a thorny topic for sure. Mm. I really like this film. Did you like it, Sinead?
0: Yeah, I did. I a lot of people have thrown criticism at it that it's very mm. trite and a bit corny, but I think if you like lean into it, I don't know. I, I
1: know where you're coming from, and to be fair, I didn't know much about it. All I knew that it was nominated for the Oscars, and I knew what Coda stood for. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was like about the family, so I was quite surprised that it became into a a nice, you know, a kid coming in, coming of age, and yeah. going to college. Cause I like that sort of plot, and nothing surprising happens. I think that's what it says on here on Wikipedia in the review section. You're not really going to be surprised by any of the twists and turns of the plot, but this is a it's a, it's a classic family film in two ways. Family is in it's about a family and mm-hmm. them coming together, coming apart, growing and learning, whatever but also it's a great film you could watch with your family of all ages, really. There's maybe a little bit of, bit of naughtiness in there, so maybe it's, you know.
0: No, I think it's got yeah. enough, enough PG 13 naughtiness that you're watching it with your parents and you feel awkward, but not enough that you need to turn it off and have a discussion about it. Do you know what I mean?
1: Like, <laughs> I know what you mean. We
0: can all just sit there and be a bit awkward for a scene and then it, it, it's
1: yeah. gone. Okay. okay. okay, Yeah, definitely. So I'd recommend this for the whole family. So um, it's good to have this. One thing I'd say though mm-hmm. is like this is a great example of this sort of film, and I'm glad it's getting Oscar buzz. It's great when good films get yeah. recognized. I do wonder sometimes, like I was saying, it's fairly basic in some ways, hmm. but other films of a similar standard just get lost completely. Yeah, I'm not I... having a go at this film at all, but like something like you know, Me and The Dying Girl, one of my favorite films. Didn't get any Oscar buzz. Yeah. And it was probably about hitting the same marks, surely?
0: Yeah, I think, I think, oh, I guess, yeah. A bit weirder probably. Touch on terminal on this. But I guess I was thinking that too. Like what, what is special about Coda that it seems to have captured people's hearts mm. a lot. And I think it mm. is the fact that it's starring predominantly deaf cast members, you know. Like mm-hmm. I am ashamed to say this, but I don't know the last film I watched that had a deaf character in it. I couldn't name it.
1: Well, I guess Sound of Metal last year was kind of going on. Yeah, true. Similar lines, but again, it was yeah that that's few and far between. Obviously, Marley Matlin is the the actress we haven't spoken about yet. I,
0: I will speak about Marley Matlin uh, <laughs> <laughs> extensively in a moment.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm going to pitch you But she's kind of pretty much one of the only famous yeah. deaf actors out there. So yeah. yeah. Sorry, go on.
0: Um, is it wrong to say that this film is an updated? 2021 more accessible more inclusive raise your voice
1: i was wondering about that starring hillary <laughs> there were there were some definitely some um parallels
0: oh boy oh boy i'm i really love the fact that you had to watch it i find that really <laughs> have, it gives me a lot of joy
1: it. yeah <laughs> well what are the parallels tell me
0: well she also wants to sing and is a bit unsure mm-hmm. about her place in the world i think mm-hmm. her brother died didn't Sorry for spoilers, Very, for very dramatically boys.
1: In, in the first 10 minutes after he oh, was... Oh, that's
0: right in the, with the concert. Yeah, exactly. Oh.
1: And he was a bit too into his sister, let's face it. like Very <laughs> very close siblings. <laughs> a little bit like... Which creep this you This year out. for Christmas, I'm having you sort of thing, you know?
0: Mm, okay. <laughs> oh, the ad. I've just realized yeah, what that was. The ad. The ad. <laughs> 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 See if I can link it.
1: You're my present this year. Um, yeah, no, I like that. And that's why I said it. It's, it's the plot. We've seen lots of times before about one inspiring teacher yeah. and one kid who need, doesn't realize he, doesn't their potential. Fit in and needs yeah. to
0: connect with someone. Yeah,
1: but I, 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 would probably suggest that at least in the Hollywood or the American uh, tradition, we haven't seen it in this sort of setting with with the deaf spin on it. I so that's kind of cool. Seen
0: like a fishing family. I know that sounds really like productive, yeah. but genuinely. <laughs> I don't yeah.
1: think I've seen, you know. Oh, it, I've said this before, I'll, I'll say it again. It's great to see films about real people. Yes. Who aren't, like, massive millionaires who...
0: They don't they're, live in L.A. They're, they're not, uh-huh. you know, they're just a family who work on a fishing trawler and she does that in the mornings yeah. before school. And it's like...
1: Uh-huh.
0: I think also they're, they're, like, a poorer family as well. And so Yeah, working class. Yeah. They, they
1: need to be on screen as much as you want to escape into the lives of the rich and famous. always think of that that, um i think it was a tweet or maybe it was in a review of love simon Uh which is a great film and lots of good stuff about um you know one of the first or most recent coming out films for, for for gay teens and love stories for gay teens but like his his room was bigger than most people's apartments like it was a very intersectional view you can take an intersectional review of that film like he had it tough because he was gay but he maybe had everything else going for him in life because he was white and rich and whatever. Um, so I just I, I, I like seeing films that aren't just about white rich people. It's okay sometimes to have films about other people. Agreed. I, I was thinking one thing in particular um, is that there's a classic scene where she is embarrassed by her parents picking her up, mm-hmm. and that a little bit of that is like the universal. My parents drive a bad car and I'm gonna I'm embarrassed by it. But I think later in the film we also come to realise that. She's embarrassed by her family overall, yes. and it's not just the sort of stereotypical view of that. But what I, what I found is funny was that other kids at the school were making fun of her and laughing at her and her parents. I'm like, I would never have thought to laugh at somebody because their parents picked them up from school in a bad car.
0: Oh, high school is the mean. They're awful. Oh,
1: yeah, and and it, it, that, I'm sure it happens. I'm not saying if that's unrealistic or anything. But that just wasn't my view when I was 15 to like go laugh at somebody because That's their parents a are a bit funny
0: and you have been around people who are a lot different than you and you're very accepting of that. People who have been surrounded by people who are just like them are awful people.
1: <laughs> and they yeah. mean
0: to you in high school
1: and, Ignorant and they want to. Yeah if you're different. You're They'll
0: like- look at anything to try and put you down. Yeah like yeah Ugh, flashbacks to high school. Okay, yeah. let's do cast roundup. Amelia okay. Jones plays Ruby. Mm-hmm. She looks very much like the lady from Doctor Who.
1: Which lady from Doctor Who? From
0: the I don't remember her name. Oh,
1: Jenna Coleman. Is that who you mean? Clara? Yes. Yeah.
0: Like, are they the same person?
1: They very, look very similar. And she was on Doctor Who apparently when she was a kid. Was Amelia. the embryo
0: split in the womb and they've <laughs> yeah. just lived independent lives, not realising that they're sisters?
1: Potentially. She's British as well.
0: There you go, guys. I'm I haven't come something. across
1: her before. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are, but pretty good, hey?
0: She was great. Yeah, really, really great. Um, Daniel Durant plays her brother. He's also amazing. He, they have some conflict in this film mm. where he feels like she's not really letting him be the older brother and take care of the family because she's embarrassed by them, as you said.
1: Oh, yeah, great. and she's always had to be the the one. Well, she has more. Uh, power in the family more than anyone really because she can mm. communicate with the um, wider community and, and they're very much insulated inside the family as yeah. a result of, of the deafness. Yeah,
0: she acts as their like translator, not just mm-hmm. language wise, but in everything and how they fit into society. Mm. Um, Eugenio Derbez is Bernardo <laughs> and he is amazing as you would expect.
1: He's he's quite a, a, a big name in Mexican cinema, but I obviously yeah. I don't my think I see him in
0: anything. It. Yeah. He was great.
1: He was he was great. And it is it could be a, a stereotypical role, but I, I there was some wrinkles to his character which I quite liked. And we're in spoilers obviously in this podcast, so what I liked is that he he tells her like, you know what, I'll do everything I can to help you, but you've got to come to the table. I got my own life as well. Yeah, and she starts failing on him a few times, not being able to come to class and whatever. And he's just like, "All right, you had a chance, no." And normally that wouldn't happen. I, I would think in films, it, it'd be them him coming in trying to do everything he can to help her. But yep. that was an interesting um, twist on that on that storyline.
0: Yeah, I liked that too. Um, but then he
1: did, he does come through on the end, obviously. Like of let's course, face it. It, it was that classic. It was a bit like Captain America, Channel up like, on your on your left. <laughs> <laughs> when he turns up at every house, listen,
0: I didn't mind, it was nice,
1: yeah. And obviously, we do have to draw everything back to the Marvel films that's what we do on this podcast, is so. it?
0: I think it's what you no. do <laughs> anyway. Troy Kotzer plays the father of the family, Patriarch, and he has become the first ever deaf person mm. to be nominated for an Academy of Best Supporting Actor.
1: The first is... male because Marvel yes. won an Oscar back in the day, yeah,
0: yes. And I think that's really awesome. And he won uh, the BAFTA the other week, right?
1: Oh, did he really? I, didn't I believe see that. so. Cool. He had a yeah. great
0: um, thank you speech, which was yeah, really awesome. I don't know. I tremendous. Just, it's so cool.
1: we <laughs> reading about his career. Like he's um, had lots of work over the years, but and been lots of things. And, and some things like he's been on Scrubs, he was on Mandalorian, but kind of just in the background and in smaller roles. And then in this, knocks out of the park. There's just one scene that's going to stay with me for a long time is when he and Marley Matlin, mm-hmm. in, as the parents are arguing about the, the direction of their daughter, yeah. everything, yeah. And the mum's saying, she can't go away, she can't go to college, she can't leave us, she's not a baby, she's not a baby. And he says, she was never a baby. Mm. That was just really, that. that kind oh. of summed up the whole movie for me. She was and never allowed that, to be
0: a child, probably, because she, yeah. as soon as she got into the world, she had to act as an adult and help mm-hmm. them with everything. Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: And that would speak to his own feelings of um, of not being the adult or not being the parent yeah. in, in many situations, because he, many times in the film, he just has to be, he doesn't want to enter crowds or doesn't want to be, talk, be around people because he doesn't feel like he would be part of it. And so, yeah, he's had by necessity their daughter has been thrust into that role
0: yeah
1: Yeah, it's a great line and a great performance already
0: imagine the softest sheets you've
1: ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time
0: And. absolutely
1: are we gonna get there now
0: oh we're gonna get there <laughs> how do i explain this to the people okay so there's a show called the west wing which you may have heard of it's just a little you know not really well-known show um <laughs> lonnie and i had started watching it and from the beginning because i had never seen it i was aware of it but i'd never sat down and watched it mm-hmm. and for whatever reason i felt a profuse love in my heart for donna mm. played by jenna maloney
1: G- jenna maloney yeah
0: she is incredible and wonderful i love her so much i love her and bradley Whitford together donna and josh forever never before in a tv series has a sort of misdirected love interest mm. captured my heart as much as the original and while i love donna there is something very special about Joey and Josh's relationship. And Marley Matlin plays Joey, and she is just perfection personified. I've never seen a better performance from an actor ever. Wow. In the history of time.
1: <laughs> so, what you're saying there is that Josh and Donna are your OTP. Yes. But, but you've got a strong dark horse in the race. I as
0: really well. do. I really yeah. do. I. I just love her so much. I love all of her choices that she makes as an actor. I'll link the video of her accepting the award for Coda winning the best adapted screenplay. She in this film, she is hilarious. So funny. In at the doctors, when they say you have to abstain from sex for two weeks, it's not possible. Can't happen. <laughs> and here's what I love. I love that she has gone from me not seeing very much of her, right? Mm. I've just realised that she, her acting debut mm. won her an Academy Award. Yeah. So there, have that piece of information. She's the youngest winner in the Best Actress category. She's just so funny. She's perfect. And the fact that she's in a film essentially about how hot she is as a wife, like, yes, give yeah. it to, in my veins immediately, her forever in everything, please. Well, I think this
1: is a good excuse for us to go see her film that she won the Oscar for. Um, yes. Children of a Lesser God. I Going now.
0: For, uh... See you later, guys. I've, <laughs> I've got a place to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's something that they've spoken about a bit in the, the press for this film is that the parents were, i say aloud, the script called for them to, to be sexual, and that is not always the case for um, people with disabilities in films. So,
0: For a married and... couple who are parents and have disabilities, that's like never seen, right? Yeah,
1: totally. And it's funny because that is a, a great um, character beat for them to have that, but also it shows us, that it throws us into very, very quickly the life of their daughter who has to be their translator, in even with the doctor, and the doc- talking about their um, <laughs> their issues with their <laughs> genital itch they have. Yep. So, like, she's... <laughs> I got there in the end. I had to, I had to say... <laughs> um, so yeah, and that's a good character for the daughter as well, because you wouldn't generally have your teenage daughter being in the room when that's happening. Um, so it, it's not just like throwing in there for the sake of it, actually it adds to the story and the characters and it's just, um, yeah, it all works so well. And like with Joey Lucas in, in the West wing, she's a bit of a bit of a prickly character sometimes, but she is on our side and we be like her, right? For this film, she's kind of a villain really, isn't she? For a lot of it.
0: She's not a very
1: nice mum in some parts. No. Justified though, of course, but (laughs) I'm I'm saying that like it's a three-dimensional character, which I was not getting at, It's it's just really tremendous to see.
0: She felt really real. She felt like the mum. I don't know. She just like completely stepped into that role and I I never questioned her legitimacy at being there. It was just, oh, she's just perfect. You guys haven't seen stuff that she's in. Please look Mm. immediately now.
1: So the dilemma there is that just as they're getting their business going as a family, the mm. daughter is leaving and she's key to that, to being their, their translation for the world. Mm. But but you can't keep your children around forever in general and especially when she has a chance to go off and, and go to college on a scholarship because that, that was not going to be part of her life really before her singing came into it. But then also, and this is the key to the whole film, is that her singing is is like, not just that she can talk, but she can sing, and her parents cannot. And that that very biting scene where Marley Matlin's character says, "If I was blind, would you paint?" Yeah,
0: because
1: you can definitely see where they're all coming from, can't you? Yeah. And there's probably a bit of that in in why Ruby likes to sing. You know, not she's got probably. a great voice and she likes doing it, but it's like, yeah, of course I'll do the thing that sets me apart in my family.
0: But how much of our lives is, uh, you know, the things that we're interested in are often rooted in things that our families don't like or that they don't provide for us in some way. And mm. it makes sense that she wants to do this. and that. But also I'm wondering, like, was she more comfortable singing and therefore developing her voice because they couldn't hear her, you know? So mm. she could sing on the boat and she could test out things. And mm-hmm. I don't know, did that afford her something that she wouldn't have had otherwise perhaps?
1: It's, it's a... Yeah, you're always being formed by your family, mm. whether they know it or you know it or anyone is intentionally doing it. It's always happening, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of scary to think about, it, actually. You think No, maybe not. Don't <laughs> think about that.
0: Can I talk to you about my two favourite moments in the film?
1: Um, as long as one of them is when we have the montage of seeing Happy Birthday and there's that one guy who's really into it. You know the guy.
0: Oh, my God, I totally forgot about the montage until right now.
1: Yeah. You know the guy who comes in and is just very over the top? Yes. And I'm not sure, did he get nominated for not Best Supporting Actor? I think he should have.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: Because it was tremendous and I loved it. And every time he's in the background, even in like the crowd scenes when they're at that final concert, he's just given 110% the whole time. Love him.
0: He's great. My two moments I was going okay. to mention were not, mm. it, that wasn't part of them. But anyway, mm. okay. the audition scene was great. It was everything that you want in this film. When the teacher comes and offers to support, and the family sneaks up, and she signs the song at the same time as singing, yeah, so that, that her amazing. family can hear her sing for the first time, it was just mm-hmm. beautifully done. I thought, yeah, it that, really that moved that. me.
1: That was the greatest moment for the whole film, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, for wow. sure. Before, maybe that's the reason why this film's getting more buzz than other films because it. Had that moment.
0: Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, there are three favorite moments. The second is when Ruby and her dad are sitting on the back of the Ute oh, yeah. pickup truck, <laughs> and he asks her to sing, and he feels her vocal cords vibrate, mm. and oh, that got me. I was a mess watching that. Just this connection between father and daughter, and I loved it. It was just beautiful, wasn't it? I think for that scene alone, he's earned his nomination. <laughs> um, yeah, that's
1: the scene that goes on the, yeah. on the reel, right?
0: I yeah. hope so. I hope they don't do some stupid scene like they did for Nicole Kidman in Mulan Rouge. Um, yeah, I think that was beautiful. But one thing I really loved is the concert scene. So mm-hmm. she's training this whole time to sing this big song right at the end of year school concert. There's always a fall concert that we're all working towards. Um, it's like we're in Riverdale or vampire diaries or something and
1: okay just just on that i love the moment i can't remember family teachers right i love the moment where the teacher came out mr v mm-hmm. bernardo and says you know my name is bernardo they call me mr v i don't know what they call me behind my back classic teacher here though isn't it just great gear <laughs> from the teachers that would go well down so well at the assembly wouldn't it? or the parent teacher night like this one oh god
0: yeah <laughs> Anyway, so Go she's on. working towards this song to sing with her love interest who they don't know each other and then they, you know, obviously fall in love. Um, and you don't get the big reveal mm. as a viewer. You don't get to hear her sing the song. You get her to hear a bit of it and then the sound cuts out. And, oh, my God, that is such an incredibly, like, effective choice to make as mm-hmm. a director because for the first time we experience that moment from her family's perspective, we don't hear it. We can look at people and think she's doing okay. I mean, they seem happy. That one's crying, okay. Maybe she's moving them in some way. I just thought, I don't know, something about that really affected me. And you know more about film than I do. What's the word where there's a specific type of silence in film where they take away the white noise as well and it sounds really unnatural and that's what they chose to do?
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you though?
0: know what I mean? There's like one where it's like how we picture silence, which mm. is nothing, but there's still like ambient noise and then just nothingness. And this was just nothingness. And it was so effective and just a beautiful choice, I thought, to really anchor us for the first time in the film, arguably, from the perspective of her family, because we're, we've are we sided with Ruby this whole time. You know, we're with her. We want her to be able to do her things. We want the family to understand. We you know, trying so hard. And then for the first time we see where the mum and dad are coming from. And I I just, yeah, it really mm. moved me.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, that, that question from the beginning of the film, of that podcast about why this film has got buzz and other films haven't, maybe it's those three moments that I think we've just, really, yeah, really make it, stand it. <laughs> out. yeah out. Yeah. Good question, though. Yeah. What do we think of um, the dude, Miles? Is he good enough for her?
0: I don't know. I mean, what's he offer? He jumped off, off the thing. Yeah, yeah. you can see He play guitar. Guitar,
1: which is attractive, I hear. So,
0: yeah. He swims with her. I don't know.
1: She might find someone at college.
0: I kind of got that impression. She, she'd done the first, like, little bit, so she was mm. open to exploring more. Mm. I have a logic police question for you. Okay, go on. So the whole time they're like, you can't leave Ruby, you can't leave Ruby because we need a hearing person on the boat and someone needs to help us with things.
1: Mm. And
0: it's too expensive to get someone else on the boat. But then in the end they just get someone else on the boat and the money's not an issue.
1: Yeah, I did think a little bit about that. It was like this, this film just gonna get resolved by saying, Oh yeah, we'll just resolve it when it's we want
0: fine. To. <laughs> yeah. Bit hand wavy about how all that got sorted. And also the mum's like, oh, I can't make connections with the other women because, you know, mm. they don't speak sign and language. She and, and she just does. And she just does. We don't see any of that, which I don't know. I just feel like.
1: I, maybe that stuff was more like they were re- using another reason to not try and then they are inspired by her going out and giving her all at the audition. So they were like, well, if she's going to do it, we're going to do it. And Yeah. It's a tough decision to make. It's easier for us just to keep our daughter around, but we're going to have to support her. And so that means we're going to make some sacrifices and the mum's going to put herself out there and they'll have to maybe work a bit harder or, or take a bit less pay each week to hire someone else. But in the long run, it'll work out. Hmm. But that's me all just putting that under the film. It does not really demonstrated, was it?
0: I don't think so. Not for me, but, hmm. you
1: know. Hmm. No, very, very good film. I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad it was nominated for the Oscars because at least had a few times in this recently, Sometimes there are good films out there, but you need a push to go watch it. And so getting an Oscar nom, definitely up there. Yeah. We're about to record our Oscar episode. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it'll come up before this episode, which is because this film is coming out afterwards. Only three noms, including Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Adapted Screenplay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe Screenplay. I wouldn't say Picture, but maybe it could be the one that sort of, you know, everything else splits the vote. hmm I guess we'll, I guess you'll know. So me saying this now won't really matter. <laughs> but that's just my thoughts in and of this moment right now.
0: I think screenplay, perhaps. Yeah. Hmm. I think if okay. it's going to get something, I think that'll be what it gets. Nothing against you know the other awards that was nominated for at all. It just it's a very packed category this year, which is
1: everything. Is, yeah, it's yeah, good. it's good. Good year for films. It really is. So okay, overall, what do you reckon, Sine?
0: Um, give it like three and a half. Three and a half. It was enjoyable. I liked it. It was very predictable. You know what's going to happen, but those moments really got me. Yeah,
1: I'm going to give it four stars. Nothing surprising, but if you want a great coming-of-age family film, definitely watch it. And, yeah, get your family around to watch it with you if you have a nice family. If you don't, (laughs) don't.
0: Okay? And don't sue Lonnie by thinking that you had to have them over and then something happens and then you're like, Mm -hmm. well, Lonnie told me from the podcast and they're like, what are you talking about? Podcasts don't exist, it's 2052, we're in an apocalypse world, what's going on?
1: Wouldn't it be great if our podcast is the only thing to survive?
0: Oh God, I hope it's not.
1: If And then they've, they've got to recreate films just based on us talking about it. It's your plot description. My description? Eh?
0: No hope. Honestly, don't bother.
1: <laughs> so there's a guy and he wants to um, make a friend.
0: Feeling very attacked right now. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I'm going to thank you for listening. I'm going to thank you for following us on Twitter and potentially other socials, um, and thank you for supporting the show in any way you do. That's probably why I'm telling all your friends about it, and making them listen as well.
0: It's just like yeah. a reverse psychology thing where you thank them for doing something that you think they should be doing, but they're not. So then they feel bad and they're like, "Oh, I've got a go forward."
1: Yeah, they feel indebted to me now.
0: Yeah, good. I like that. Right.
1: Until next time. See you then.
0: Bye.